0: Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday! Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Comment with a random idea prompt and gain an entry into our grand prize draw.
1: The one that's fake. I mean, we've done this so many times at this point that you should know that, but hey, if this is your first episode of that grand prize draw, not actually a real thing.
0: Yeah, it's just the thing that we've latched on to because it's easier to generate ideas.
1: Well, for the next upcoming weeks. Exactly. And you just make some joke based on the grand prize draw, and that's it. There you go, your behind-the-scenes view into Unwritten Imaginings lore.
0: Deep planning, you know? Strategy. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Planning and strategy is usually my thing uh, when it comes to writing, but, you know, it's Eunice's thing when it comes to speaking.
0: Yeah, I have to plan because I don't don't speak spontaneously because I'm a robot. But, you know, we, we've established that. Okay. <laughs> Let's introduce ourselves and uh, follow my pre written script. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Eunice. I'm the author of uh, Fantasia and Eternal Source. And uh, this afternoon, I spent a little bit too long watching quail raising videos on YouTube for no reason. <laughs>
1: hi, I'm Maceo. And, you know, I just. I just drove three hours today uh, to go help somebody with a thing that took four hours. It's fine. Never a problem.
0: Okay. You know, continuing with the theme of cryptic statements. Exactly.
1: I, you know, uh, what am I going to do? Say, like, where I was, what I was doing? No. No, no, no. That's not for the listener to know. That's for me to know and the listener to wildly speculate at. I never guess. Please don't guess it. I've already had one stalker. I don't need more.
0: Again... Extra stuff that just invites more questions, but we'll just move on.
1: I mean, isn't that what I say every time? Just something that invites more questions than it answers?
0: Yeah, that is the theme. That
1: is, that is your gimmick. Exactly. Well, uh, this week we are coming uh, with an idea that I have. And it's kind of, you know, partial, but you know, it's also a, a good one. And what I have.
0: You say that every time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I don't always say that it's a good one. I don't think.
0: No, you always say it's a partial. Stop like... You know, just say it once you come with a complete idea.
1: If I came with a complete idea, it wouldn't be on the show. It would be in a short story or, or a novella or, like, a, a novel-sized thing. Like, why would I come with a complete idea?
0: The point is, stop prefacing that it's a partial as if, like... I preface everything. <laughs> Stop it! Also, I'm pretty sure
1: the word is (laughs) preface, but, you know, I'm not going to look it up. So...
0: Preface! I'm sure they're both on the pronunciation guide. It's an
1: entirely possible uh, state of being. Uh, But what I have this time is sort of a person who gets hired to generate some kind of art for, like, elder beings. In the sense of, like, the, the cosmic horror sense. So, they may not be Three-dimensional beings, and they're just like pulling this random person and saying, "You need to make something for us." And our our main character is then pulled into society with these elder beings, in order to create art from a from a more limited perspective that they want to see.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like like those weird postmodern movements where like the person's like, "I only use one color now." Except it's, like, you're only using three dimensions.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, it's really, like, architecture art, but, you know.
0: Mm Okay.
1: And maybe they don't use three dimensions, but their experience of the fourth dimension is so unique compared to these beings that, you know, it's enough.
0: And are they, like, horrific, like, elder beings or, like, just powerful beyond our understanding?
1: I wouldn't say horrific so much as strange. Strange, okay? Cuz like you can never or at least the the perspective character can never fully interface with the thing that is there. So it's like I mean, I'm speaking to a face and nothing else. And the face doesn't really look like mine and parts are missing, but like it's not horrifying so much as it is just strange.
0: Okay. It's like, I have, I have crafted uh, this interface between us such that we might converse.
1: Massive writhing tentacles that aren't actually connected to anything, and the central part where the body should be is just empty space.
0: Or it's like, they attempted to construct what looks like a human body avatar thing. There's like
1: 40 different arms waving around in the area around the face.
0: Yeah, and and you know like human, how uh, have I succeeded in creating a reasonable facsimile of your body? No,
1: and but like, close mm-hmm. enough.
0: <laughs> 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 or it's like, or it's like I have uh, tried. I have made se- seven attempts. Uh, you may choose the one you wish to interact with, and they're all just like
1: weird. <laughs> it's not really horrifying, so much as it is just. Strange is I think the best way to go with it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, it's like
1: because just... if like forty arms are waving around, but they're not like bloody or anything, and they do appear to be alive, and they all are under the control of one being, like it's not horrifying. It's just weird.
0: I don't know. I think forty would would get into some kind of weird. It would it would hit some kind of centipede uh, danger signal in your brain or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> Centipede danger signal? Centipedes- Like, you know, like- Are not like usually particularly dangerous.
0: Like, ick, too many legs, millipedes, whatever. One of them is, is aggressive I, and one of them is like slow and lame. Um,
1: I suppose the fact right. that I don't have that reaction leaves me in a poor place to comment.
0: Wait, is it the centipedes or the millipedes that are aggressive?
1: I think it depends on the type of centipede or millipede more than it depends on whether it is a centipede or millipede.
0: No, 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 no. One of them is Centipede like, and
1: millipede is the body shape difference.
0: Yes, but it's not just the body shape. It's like... One of them is like... A scavenger and one is a... Oh, no. Centipedes are the aggressive one. They're venomous. And, and they're scary. And millipedes just kind of derp around and they're scavengers. So, centipedes that are scary.
1: I see, I see. I mean,
0: they can't can't kill people, but if you've ever watched one, like, hunting a mealworm, it's like, holy crap. If that was, like, way bigger, I'd be (laughs) scared.
1: If that was way bigger, then it would be, you know, a problem.
0: (laughs) It'd be really, really scary. Okay. Fortunately, the oxygen concentration on Earth is too low to allow them to get bigger as of, you know, the last several
1: million years. <laughs> there been like three mass extinctions since then. Maybe more. Yeah. I think four.
0: You know, but like five if way you back count the one when, we're
1: currently in.
0: Way back when, you know, there was a time when insects were like, and I, they're not insects, but like arthropods were like really scary big. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah, because the plants were too big.
0: Yeah, and then they triggered their own mass extinction, and then now we're... The second
1: noise. oxygen-triggered mass extinction.
0: Yeah. But, you know, we're about to trigger our, the sixth mass extinction. About to?
1: We've already triggered it. We're in the middle of it right now.
0: You know, which is not oxygen-related, but CO2-related.
1: Technically yeah. oxygen-related, just different.
0: No, it's not the oxygen's fault. The oxygen concentration is fine.
1: Yeah. But, you know, CO2 has oxygen in it.
0: No, it doesn't. Calling... Like, that's not... No, don't, don't say, no, 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 just, oh my god, what is wrong with you? What is, why would you do that?
1: Okay, How complete of a list do you want? Anyway, moving on.
0: I don't even know what we're talking about anymore.
1: <laughs> uh I think we were talking about too many legs causing people to be afraid even if even if the legs are not particularly threatening in and of themselves, which I said I don't really understand, but we can move on from.
0: Well, you know, just look up videos of centipedes hunting things. I've seen them. And they're neat.
1: You'll be you'll be more They're
0: really fast.
1: Yeah, I know. I've seen centipedes in real life, too. Even hunting, and
0: it's they're neat! If you if you just like put yourself in the spot of the hapless prey, you'd be like, that's scary. Well, I'm more <laughs> like
1: that's a thing to avoid, but that might just well, be the fact that my brain is strange.
0: Might be. <laughs> the point is, random is the person an actual artist or is like they couldn't tell? They just pluck some rando.
1: Maybe they, like, had aspirations of doing art, but weren't, like, an artist, per se. Mm. But then... You know, they get uh, kidnapped. Yeah. and, And told, uh, you should do art. And it's like, well, I mean, sure, but, like, that's, I mean, not really what I've been doing recently, so... Skill's not gonna be great. Well, we we're using you for your unique perspective more than your pure skills, so...
0: I mean, honestly, they can't—they can't tell the difference between one human's good art and another. Well, human's they would power. have an
1: entirely different perspective on it. They may not even yeah. like consider what we consider to be good, good, and what we consider to be bad, bad. Although, yeah, it's exactly. more of a blue and orange thing than it is a black and white thing. Yeah, um, another way to say it is, the criteria are so distinct from what we would expect as opposites that putting, like, an idea of what is good versus bad on them is probably just, like, not fully accurate.
0: Mm.
1: You know, for people who didn't understand my color metaphor. um, (laughs) What is the
0: conflict of this story?
1: I mean, the conflict is kind of just, like, figuring out what elder beings want. I was thinking that this plays more to the comedy side than it does to the... I guess it's, like, a bit of a horror comedy, right? Because you're being dropped in this world of, like, you don't understand anything and, like, the beings you pass on the street are, like, not actually beings, they're, like, parts of beings, and then some of them would, like, accidentally bump you or shove you from another dimension. They're not gonna, like, try to hurt you, but, like, you're still living among things that fundamentally do not understand your existence.
0: I wouldn't say that this person would be freely wandering the elder being dimension just like it's more it's not like it's like whoever kidnapped them would be like I'm not saying you can't leave I'm just saying it's probably not safe because you won't be able to see the things in the dimensions that might run you over even though they will still run you over
1: (laughs) well I would I would make them you know Have, like, a society that isn't gonna squash them like a bug. Uh, you know, maybe they need a pet collar. You're the one... You
0: said elder... It's not on purpose, but it was just like you can't let your... Yeah, like, you can't let your dog run around
1: on busy streets. Not on a busy street, but on, like, a sidewalk. Sure.
0: You can take them for walks, but you don't just say, Go, explore! (laughs)
1: That really depends on where you are. Yeah. Like, in general, I wouldn't know. But, like, I have had dogs who were well-trained enough that, like, they didn't need to be on a leash or anything. And they would just be fine as long as people were around.
0: Okay. Yeah. But this would... So there wouldn't be, like... The person wouldn't just explore by themselves. They would have to be, you know... Accompanied for their own safety.
1: Yeah, but they could be easily accompanied by a child and they'd still be fine.
0: Sure. Not that they could tell the difference.
1: Yeah! <laughs> that's, also, that's also in there, but you know. How much can you blame them? For what? <laughs> for not being able to tell the difference?
0: I mean, you know. What does size even mean in, in this context? I or, mean, or do elder, I was going for Do elder beings... But Do elder beings even get larger with age? Probably not.
1: That depends on your definition of larger.
0: And if they're just like interacting with weirdly constructed bodies that aren't really the elder beings anyways. Or maybe like... even I mean like, they aren't oh, not
1: the elder beings either. That's important to bring up.
0: They aren't what? They aren't
1: not the elder beings either, the, con- the constructed bodies for interaction.
0: Yeah, but, you know, like, honestly, I would just construct one, and if I wanted my kid to go walk the pet human, like, they would wear that same construct <laughs> while well, doing it. Why? <laughs> well, why go through the bother of making two when one you have one that works?
1: Well, because if you have one of these humans, and it's, you know, a trial run of the pet human, then maybe someone will want another one at some point, so, you know learning the process of creation of these constructs is useful in and of itself.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can always market it as, this is the human-approved one. Also, it's
1: an interesting pastime in its own right, you know? Creating something for lower-dimensional beings. It's interesting, like, how would you design a world for two-dimensional beings? As a thought experiment, it's useful. Or at least, if not useful, it's interesting. Is it?
0: I mean, isn't that just the equivalent of us making cartoons?
1: No, because a cartoon is a two-dimensional representation of a three-dimensional world. Where I'm talking about actual construction for two-dimensional beings.
0: I don't think it would- well, I mean, I guess I'm not an artist, but I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna draw a box, this is where you live, let me know if you need anything.
1: I mean, I guess you wouldn't be a very good (laughs) two-dimensional being keeper then.
0: Yes, I would. I would keep them alive and safe and physically healthy.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure that counts as being a good keeper.
0: Anyways, it's like, I obviously am not the type to go randomly kidnapping humans to keep as pets. Yes. If I were an elder being, I have better things to do that are more pragmatic.
1: Yes. (laughs) But you know, what full you pragmatism do? is no longer pragmatism.
0: Who says I'm fully pragmatic? I, I didn't spent the afternoon watching quail raising videos. <laughs>
1: I didn't. What <laughs> I'm saying is that some people are definitely going to do other pursuits that are not particularly useful in and of themselves.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So anyway, now that we've hashed out that the premise could in fact exist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I still don't know what the conflict is. I mean, the primary conflict is internal, right? It's the, am I doing this right? Am I going to be able to live this way? Like, how, you know, it's it's the internal conflict of our artist person discovering themselves as. as not really an artist because suddenly they're working in three dimensions in a way that they've never really understood before.
0: Three dimensions? Are we making sculptures? Are you including time? What I would say they on?
1: become more of an architect slash artist than a pure artist. Okay.
0: Cause it's like I don't really understand what the internal conflict is because you're trying to satisfy these weird alien standards that don't you don't even understand, let alone agree with.
1: The intent is to create something that you think is good and that the aliens think is good, even though your standards are wildly different, and that's the the primary conflict.
0: Is it important that you think it's good, or is it important to get? It's your important done to
1: it's personal fulfillment. I don't necessarily know if it's important in an objective sense, whatever the heck that means.
0: I don't know. Like I would just make whatever, and then be like, "Can I go home now?" <laughs> Like, why does it matter if aliens approve of, or if you approve of the random thing that the aliens, not aliens, but elder gods, but they're kind of, they're basically aliens.
1: I don't like, know if they're gods, they but keep... they're definitely elder beings.
0: Well, what is an
1: elder being that's not a god? Uh, one that has limited ability to interact in some way. And I mean, it doesn't need to be limited to the scale of like, what people are limited to, but it does need to be. Limited, where I would consider gods more complete.
0: I don't know. It depends on how you define a god, I guess. Because there's some weak ones out there that, get, that can even die, and then there's some that are like, "I'm everything."
1: I mean, just because a god is dead doesn't mean it stops being a god.
0: Well, okay, yeah.
1: Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna shelve that one for a later episode because that triggers some fun ideas. Um. Yay. Yeah.
0: I don't know artist struggles.
1: <laughs> Damn it, Eunice, you're not helping me with my artist struggles story.
0: Well, do you like? I don't have any artist struggles. Like I just I do what I want, and if people don't like it, I'm like screw you, go away. Um, <laughs> and thankfully, I have enough people who do like my writing that I could act like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Most people don't but, have that, so they need to sort of, you know, go through a process of discovery and intent to merge what they like with what the public wants.
0: And again, if I was, like, kidnapped in order to create something, I wouldn't give a damn what it was to get back home. I'd just make whatever and then go home. Like, it has nothing to do with my artist vision. Cause well, I, not I wasn't saying terribly. that
1: there was an offer to go home.
0: Okay, then, why would I make
1: anything? Um, cause then they would kill you and move on? Or at least let you die and then move on?
0: That's probably for the best. Is it? Yeah. You need to have more principles. You wanna be kept
1: as an Elder God pet? <laughs> I don't know about want, but would be willing to live that way? Yeah, probably.
0: You know, it's like, we play our game of what do you want for me, and then it's like, what do I get out of it? And then it's like, I get nothing out of it other than continuing to live.
1: Well, you could like, can, no. you could get other things as well, I'm just assuming.
0: But no, I want to go home.
1: Okay. You are probably not uh, an effective main character for this story.
0: Yeah, see... You know all my characters are self Also, I can't help with like, the
1: plot. What, You're if, gonna have what if we're just talking about somebody who's, you know, unhappy in their day-to-day life? Okay. And this provides an opportunity to do something else for a while, even if it's not necessarily what they want to do for the rest of their life. It's like, well, I mean, I can legitimately say that I had literally no choice if I do get fired for this, and I can live here and I can figure myself out for a while. So, you know, it's a self-discovery process of art, process of creation story.
0: You have to, yeah, there has to be some kind of deal or bargaining where, like, the character actually has some choice in the matter. Otherwise, it's just a a boring kidnapping where it's like, okay, do this or die. And then there's no struggle. It's like, okay, I don't want to die. I'll do it. Well,
1: yeah, that's, like, the first one. And then after that, you, like, you have them do the first one because it's just like, well, I mean... It's do this or die. And then after the first one, it's like, wait a minute, I can, I can argue for some stuff. Let's, let's go to the table, see where we get with this.
0: Yeah, but even then, it just becomes negotiating with elder beings rather than like, some kind of artist self-discovery.
1: These two things can be simultaneous units. I mean, but... A story does not need to have one theme. Most
0: people, when they're, like, negotiating their own hostage situation, are more concerned about that than the, the authenticity of their artistic vision.
1: Well, then most people need to, you know, have a more authentic artistic vision.
0: You're... S- the what? <laughs> what does
1: that even mean? <laughs> that means shut up and stop overanalyzing this.
0: You can't! You can't just force it. The characters will do what they want to do. That is how I write. Okay,
1: but I would write a character who would be okay with using this situation for their own benefit, as much as they're playing into somebody else's wishes.
0: Well, you can't. Well, you can't start with "do this or die" because that, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Isn't that the American thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's also a lie.
0: Yeah, but the the, the principle is, is is correct.
1: The principle is theoretically sound, but realistically not.
0: I still don't like. I still don't understand what would make you want to bother with trying to come up with a compromise between you and this elder being that is holding your life over your head.
1: I mean, the life thing becomes secondary at a point, right? Because it's not like. I wouldn't assume that they wield it as a cudgel, they'd just be like, the first time, it's like, well, I mean, we've sort of disrupted your life, and we don't really know how to put you back, and we've had issues with invasive species in the past, so, I mean, we'd just let you die. Which is an entirely different sort of, like, non-malicious action to, like, we would kill you. And, like, that's not really a negotiating point, so they're just like, okay... I get what you're talking about with this whole kidnapping thing not being ideal. So we go to the negotiating table, and then you make more of this stuff that we like in exchange for, and then the exchange for is the whole purpose of the story.
0: Okay, what what are they... You're gonna have to come up with some kind of reward that motivates me, otherwise you're gonna have to go with your artistic struggle on your own while I do color commentary.
1: (laughs) I don't think that I can. Because your motivations are very, um, practical in a way that I don't really get. And also is not conducive to a story about mushy things, like feelings.
0: You make it sound like I don't write mushy things.
1: You don't, you write (laughs) fluffy things, they're different.
0: Okay, you say so. You're probably right all my fluffy characters are so fluffy because they're not, you know, laden with that kind of mushy, emotional stuff, so they can fluff, you know? Like, mo- mushy, there's too much moisture, you gotta... reduce it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta reduce I'm it thinking... in a low-pressure environment, turn it into fluff.
0: <laughs> See, I'm just thinking of mashed potatoes right now, you know? Like, that perfect fluff. <laughs>
1: No, I don't, actually, because I'm not a big fan <laughs> of mashed potatoes.
0: Well, you're you're just wrong.
1: <laughs> I enjoy that place. I like being wrong.
0: Okay. The point is, it, like, the elder being has to be like, I can go back in time and bring back your dead younger sister, or, like, something, like, actually, like...
1: I mean, that would be fun. Well,
0: first of all, something very classic, like, only elder beings can do it, and two, like, highly motivating None of this like, oh, we'll just let you starve to death because we didn't actually get the permits to keep a human.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that can, could, that could, again, be the starting point. And it's like, look, I know you guys have powers. What the hell can you do for me? And then, you know, it's like, oh, your sister died, right? I mean, we could go get her.
0: They'd be like, what do you want?
1: And, and it's like,
0: well, what can you do? And we're like, you know, everything that you can imagine. Exist outside is- of time. Because, yeah, like, within your, your few dimensions, anything. And they're like, okay, can you bring back the dead? And they're like, yeah. Well.
1: Like, wait, you can bring back the dead? Well, like, what would be funny is yeah. like, can you bring back the dead? Well, no, but yes. What does that mean? Well, we can go to the moment of their death.
0: And then change things.
1: And then remove them from that situation.
0: And then just, we can pop. And can pop pop them a, a, a little bit into the future, actually.
1: Exactly. I mean,
0: there would be some interruption of in the timeline where you know your sister didn't exist, but it'd be fine. Like people would still remember her.
1: Just she'd also be <laughs> younger, but that's not important.
0: It's only by like you know like two weeks. No biggie.
1: Although I might have to okay. apply for a permit with, uh, you know what. I'll get back to you. It's doable.
0: <laughs> See, you gotta do. If... Anyways, when you're negotiating with elder beings, it's gotta be big and and you know there's gotta be stakes and and weird stuff that involves their powers.
1: I mean, it could it could be that like the like some of the things that the artist person wants are like you know. Fairly minor as far as the elder being is concerned, you know infinite wealth when I go back done easy (laughs) But like you know changes to the time stream they need to get it approved by maybe like their equivalent of of the government so They have to impress people with with their uh, version of art and what would be really funny is if uh, actually You know what would be a fun addition to that blue and orange? uh, nonsense Is that, like, if the feelings at the moment of creation were imprinted on whatever was made. So, you know, if you thought it sucked, then it just has an aura of suck around it for these beings. As you were making it. So you need to think it's good and they need to think it's good. Okay. There we go. I have sidestepped your entire, uh, you know, issue of, like, why do they want to make it good for themselves? Well, because otherwise it has an aura of suck around it.
0: Not like- I wasn't asking for a sidestep, I was just asking for an explanation.
1: Okay, I've given you a sidestep, does that work?
0: Close enough, I guess. You could've just hand-waved it, you know.
1: I did hand-wave it!
0: You eventually hand-waved it,
1: like- (laughs) I gave it some thought first, then I hand-waved it.
0: Okay, so, you know, they start amassing things, putting them together. Reawakening old artist instincts. I don't know about
1: what they put old away. Old artist instincts, but old artist leanings and tendencies and ideas. You know?
0: Like, maybe the person used to be quite into making things, but you know.
1: Put it away when they got to adulthood and stopped making money at it?
0: No, it's when the sister died. They lost it.
1: <laughs> you gotta make it deep. That's <laughs> not making it deep, that's that's simplifying it, if anything.
0: Yeah, no, no, you have to make it, like, pseudo-deep. No, readers don't actually want something that's really deep, because it'll just go right under them, I guess, in this, in this metaphor. <laughs> <Go right laughs> if
1: it goes too head. deep, it <laughs> goes right over their heads.
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: It's, it's because readers are upside down, 100% of the time. We haven't been able to figure out why yet. We just know that they are. Because, you know, they think the Earth is flat, but it's actually a sphere.
0: That's why readers
1: are <laughs> upside down?
0: Yeah, relative to... Like, if you go so deep, right, then you'll cross center <laughs> of the Earth, and then down becomes up.
1: Yeah, but the people- it's still down for the people on the other side of the earth as well.
0: Wait a minute. It's still down- No, you're right. (laughs) Okay, well, let's just say it works in the Elder God dimension. As
1: soon as we start adding more dimensions, it's fine. You know, it makes sense.
0: So deep, it goes over their heads. The point is, yeah, like, do some kind of really cliche, but relatable motivation
1: see if I were writing it what I would do is they lost their motivation when they sort of stopped getting support for it you know as soon as they left like K-12 schooling and their sister died after that point and like maybe their sister was one of the few people who was like are you ever going to go back to this art thing because I really enjoyed it when you did it and then they're just like, eh, it's a lot of work, and like, I don't have the time, and I'm constantly working, so probably not. But you know, suddenly it's an option, and it's also an option that gets the sister back, so you have an actually deep story there.
0: Okay. You know, you can make it deeper or shallower, depending on taste, slash, you know,
1: attempt to be marketable. <laughs>
0: Or like, you know, the energy that you have for some deep motivation in a story that's mainly a comedy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: I do enjoy myself a good dramedy.
0: I mean, I enjoy going randomly deep in an unexpected place and then playing it off again as a joke. But it wasn't a joke. But, you know, like, joking, not joking is my my style. It's your brand? Uh, Other than bad puns. I, I guess that's not my fully my brand. I only do that in one story.
1: What happens when you combine the two? Bad puns with going with joking, not joking.
0: Um, you get continents shaped like elephants. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's more of just the bad pun, but sure.
0: But it's not joking. The whole, it, you'd shaped a whole continent like an elephant.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: I mean, it's less impressive in a virtual game world but but like as a god I would still do that <laughs>
1: capricious gods
0: my favorite joke is everything that's not an elephant is irrelevant
1: is that really your favorite <laughs> yeah. joke
0: it's other than then the anti-joke like ask me if I'm a chicken and the answer is no
1: I um, see. But that
0: one, that one is very dependent on the way you, the way you like ask it and the way you say no. I mean, but it's so that funny. That one is
1: the, are you a chicken? I don't think so. Well,
0: actually, I was born in the year of the rooster.
1: Nope, nope, so. nope, nope, nope. Anyway.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, artistic vision. Yeah.
1: So. I don't know, they have some artistic vision of a, uh, of a building that makes no sense in three dimensions, but they can get additional help in making it not just in three dimensions. Okay. And so their artistic vision is essentially just like an impossible building that's meant to be viewed from a limited perspective. And that's just like their, their ultimate project that ends up taking the uh, center stage of the climax.
0: Okay, and then it gets constructive, and then everyone's like, Wow, look at what your pet human did.
1: Exactly. You know, people, people really do compliment it when a dog makes art, even if it's objectively not really what you're looking for in art most of the time.
0: Yeah, you mean like when you like, train a dog to hold a paintbrush and then just randomly smear it on again? Yeah,
1: and people definitely do buy those and find it interesting.
0: Even though that's not art, because the dog did not do that with any intentionality of...
1: I mean, I don't think art needs intentionality to be art. It just needs an intentionality of creation.
0: I don't think the dog has any intentionality of creation when they do that. They're just no, like, but Trace? a monkey might.
1: Monkey, yes. Elephant, maybe. Also, but like... Dog, no. A dog, I could see it having an intentionality of creation. Even if that wouldn't normally be the case. But like, you could definitely have a crow that has an intentionality of creation. Mm-hmm. Anyways, now that we're done talking about animal intelligence.
0: I wouldn't buy a, a painting made by a dog. I would buy one made by an elephant.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there there are some of those.
0: Yes, I, I'm aware of those. Ones. But not a dog. Okay. Be like, no. I would just train my own dog to do it.
1: You don't have a dog. dog. <laughs>
0: but the point of- the point is, you get a well-trained dog, it wouldn't even take very long to get them to, like, just hold the paintbrush and then move their head back and forth.
1: Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh, architectural masterpiece.
1: I don't know about a masterpiece, but strange and interesting and, you know, unique. Okay. Which is sort of the entire reason that they were brought there in the first place. And... I mean, the comedy aspect of it is just, like, the constant dealing with the elder beings that this requires, right? Is that, like, you're talking to things that don't really understand what you're talking about or what you need, but you're, like, trying to explain it? Like, when they
0: do understand, they can instantly make it happen.
1: Yeah. But... But it's it's kind of like trying to explain the way a door works to somebody who's two-dimensional... The way that, like, a normal, like, room door works, where it spins out to the side. Because that's not really an option in two dimensions. You can only, like, have it swing forward or backward. I mean, I could draw a 2D door. You cannot draw a two-dimensional door that would get out of the way without having it swing forward, backward.
0: Yeah, but that that would still be a, a door that I would understand.
1: Yeah, but if, you, but if a two-dimensional person said to you, A door... You would first think of the door that you are used to dealing with, which would not be useful to them. And then, if they explained it very specifically, you might explain- you might understand what they meant by a door. And that's like, the difficulty in communication that we're dealing with here.
0: Yeah, I guess. Although I don't think a door is a good example.
1: I mean, it's an example that I chose for its ability to be explained... easily.
0: But it's- I think it's so easily explained that it'd be one of the things that'd be relatively easy to communicate with a higher dimensional being.
1: Yeah, that was the point. Okay. But there
0: are things that are hard. There are things that are hard. Which is what the the
1: character spends a lot of time doing. Yeah, and you do the comedy based on that, where it's like, no, I meant a wall. A wall, not a- whatever the hell that is.
0: And then just, you gotta be really creative with uh, misinterpreting their descriptions of things. That's really key to this story being appropriately Exactly.
1: (laughs) I'm not entirely certain what that is, but it's not a wall.
0: (laughs) But you you said it was a division between... Yeah, but that's more like a... It looks like a force field like I don't Is that really want to force field or
1: like a like a portal maybe throws a rock at it
0: also also it's giving off a lot of heat which um it seems dangerous
1: exactly
0: it, it's all uh, yeah but you need to tone down the oh so you mean it can't use any ionizing radiation it's like yes <laughs> <laughs> wait ionizing radiation <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> that's way more
0: Oh no, I'm going to get cancer! <laughs> I was just talking, you can, you can only sense the heat, you can't sense the damage to your DNA.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Truly, the unfortunate of, uh, thing of human existence is that you can't sense damage to your DNA. I'm not sure that is unfortunate, because your DNA is being like, constantly damaged. Imagine just getting yeah, tiny but... spikes of pain all over your body, randomly, for no reason. Not a thing I would enjoy. Some people do experience that, feel bad for that. It would be ideal if you could
0: feel, you know, like the damage before, for instance, you reach the level of a sunburn instead of like six hours later and then you just have a lot of regret when it's too late.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose that's true. (laughs) (laughs) It would be nice to be able to feel cancer as it formed.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, that feels like cancer. We gotta gotta get rid of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, not really an option.
0: Okay. Public service announcement, everyone. Please check your moles regularly for concerning signs of melanoma.
1: <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't really think we have anywhere else we need to go with this. We have... The primary motivation, the primary conflict, which is just an internal resolution of doing what they want to do once they're finally given a chance. And and the external conflict of dealing with elder beings and trying to impress Mm -hmm. one that you don't even understand.
0: That is, you know, a challenge. And then they go home to a world where...
1: Maybe they don't even fully go home, they just start... Commuting back and forth.
0: <laughs>
1: commuting. That's,
0: that's one way to word
1: it. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to head into work, you know?
0: <laughs> Just hop into this, uh... I don't even know what to call it. Is it a portal?
1: I would call it a portal, but you don't move when you go in. Are you gonna explain that at all? No. <laughs> it's a
0: quote-unquote door by Elder God Sandy. It's
1: more of a... it's more of a twist. What the hell do you mean by a twist? Eh, that's not important. You know, if you
0: know a lot of, like, string theory, you could really have fun with this. It's like, you know, like, the dimension, the, the, the core, never mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're just trying to explain it over and over. They, like, start, they're, like, looking for words, and it's like, I've learned your entire language. Eh, it doesn't have the word I'm looking for. Huh.
0: Not just, not just your language. I've learned all the human languages. And none of them have the right words. Your science is woefully unadvanced. It's like, thanks.
1: I don't know about unadvanced, but definitely incomplete.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Yeah. So. It's
1: an idea. This one that's a little bit more complicated, but you know. If
0: you liked it, write it, have fun in, you know. Playing in other dimensions is always fun.
1: Do have fun with it. If you can bend the minds of the readers, uh, some of them will enjoy that. Others will drop it without a second thought. But, you know, that's always the case with any piece of writing that you ever do.
0: Yeah, don't be generic, be niche. That's my advice.
1: <laughs> it's more like be generically niche. So the people who aren't yes. in the niche understand it but that it stands out from the crowd.
0: Like, don't be a niche within a niche. Just be a regular niche.
1: <laughs> I like stacking niches. It's fun.
0: I know. That's why you have no readers. I do have readers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you do. If any of Atheo's readers are listening, I apologize for denying your existence.
1: <laughs> don't worry about it. Sometimes I forget that you exist as well.
0: Yeah, I know. Hashtag recording sessions. Um, <laughs> okay. If you like this story and want to write it, email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If
1: you want to be a guest on this podcast, we do have guests at unwrittenimaginings.com for that.
0: Do the, the liking and, and rating and suggesting to other people things.
1: It's, it's very complicated, but it's actually not. Uh, you just click like three buttons and then you can write your review and then send it in.
0: Wait, like our website has a review no. button. Oh!
1: But our website is also not really where I think most people listen to the podcast from.
0: Okay. Anyways, you know, help us get more
1: more listeners, please. would definitely appreciate that.
0: We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.